Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Hi, everyone. So I am super excited to have you have today with us, Nicole Solari. She is a powerhouse. So if you are ready to be fired up, you are in the right place. Let's get it going on. Hi, Nicole. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you? I'm excellent. So I have been, um, when I heard that you're on the, on, the, on the podcast, I was super excited and, and was just kind of stalking you. And you have just created a little empire for yourself in such a short time frame. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so I just, um, I'm five years young in the business, so I came in at a very interesting time. I came in a, in a good market, and as you know, we're kind of shifting right now, so I'm, I'm going to see how things play out this year, but it's been a really, really exciting roller coaster. Um, luckily, my numbers have not roller coastered, just uh, my emotions and my experiences. So tell me a little bit about it. So, so give us a little, an idea of the kind of business that you're doing. Um, what are your numbers? Um, so I started in 2014. I actually um, gave birth in 2014 um, in April, and I signed on with a big brokerage in June. Um, I did a nine transactions my first year, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I did have a brand new baby, um, and I was, you know, uh, transitioning careers, just got my real estate license. Um, 2015 was a really big year for me. I did, I jumped from nine transactions to 109 transactions um, wow. for 43 million. So hold on. So from nine to 109. Now that is a, a massive 10 X jump. Tell us what, what did you do exactly? And how do you think that you did that? So I, I, it's actually really simple. I actually just, just showed up for work and showed up and, and did open houses and did, um, everything that they tell you to do, everything that you read about in your book and all of listen to and all of the podcasts that Tom Ferry and Mike Ferry and everybody else in the world tells you to do. It's it's pretty pretty amazing if you actually just listen to what all the coaches say and just follow through and be consistent in your business. But I mean, from nine to 109. So give, give me an idea of what your normal day would look like. So I treated it like a business. So I woke up every day, you know, I got dressed and I'm you know, went into the office, um, you know, eight, nine o'clock, I would have a little business meeting with myself, you know, talk myself up, <laughs> say my affirmations, And then I would plan, I would plan my day, you know, I, I learned that if I talked to X amount of people in a day and, and met X amount of people that that would yield me a certain amount of business. 
Um, so let me take a step back too. So just, just to give you some more perspective, I was in a brand new market. My husband and I had just moved here in 2014 as well. Knew nothing about the area. In fact, I was pronouncing some of the cities incorrectly when we first moved here. So it was a brand new market as well. So I had no sphere. I had no past client referrals. I had no current client referrals. Um, I didn't even have, have friends in this area. So really starting from like ground zero. Um, the biggest source of business for me at the time was open houses. So I was doing five or six open houses a week. Um, sometimes I would do two in a day. Sundays, you know, I would do a morning one and an afternoon one. And I would follow, follow up with people. Um, I found that a lot of times the agents that were doing open houses the same time as me, they would do the open house and then they would go, you know, to lunch and hang out and then forget the people that they met. But I was super consistent in my follow up with them. And I think that that led to a lot of my success. So tell me, so Nicole Solari, what's, what, what, you have your own brokerage now. So tell the name of the brokerage so everyone can go look, look you up. What's the name of your brokerage? So we just rebranded. So we have Level Up and we're the Solari Group. So we have the Solari Group and um, we actually just signed on with a company called Side in San Francisco and we created a new brand called Level Up. Got it. Okay. So you guys look and what, what city are you in? I'm in Fairfield and Napa. We have two offices. Fairfield. We service Solano County and Napa County. Wow. So, man, so, so basically following up, tell me a little bit what, what your follow-up process looked like because from 109 as a brand new agent, year two, doing 100 more transactions than the year one, new city, knowing nobody, no sphere, no nothing. I know a lot of people are, are thinking that you're a unicorn or you've got some magical powers, but I want you to think <laughs> that you are just a normal person and, and, and really what it takes. So when you say you followed up, what does that look like? That is not the first time I've been called a unicorn. That's really funny. Um, so I found that people are, people were looking for information. Um, I was new to the market, so it was actually really cool for me to be able to learn everything without having any preconceived notions, you know, just strictly facts, like what are the schools? What are the Melaruses? What are the neighborhoods? Which, which neighborhoods have HOA? What does that mean? And, and so I just took it upon myself to become the expert in all things having to do with real estate. Like anybody could come into one of my open houses in any neighborhood and I could tell them the elementary, middle and high school. I could tell them the, the ratings of those schools. I could tell them the top 10 grocery stores and restaurants nearby. I could tell them what the supplemental taxes were and what those taxes went towards. So I really just became an expert and people crave that information. So when someone would come in, I would 90% of the time have the answer for them right then and there. But if not, I would be able to capture their information and follow up with them. And my lead capture was one of the things that I think also set me apart. You know, I learned early on people don't want to give you their name and their phone number. It's a weird thing. I don't know why, but <laughs> when they come in, they don't want to. So I created some strategies around being able to capture that information and making sure that that information is actually accurate. And I think that helped my conversion numbers as well. So tell us what that was. What were you, what were your strategies that you did to kind of get them to give you their information? Cause no one likes to, we all know that. No one likes that. So um, I take it twofold. It kind of depends on the neighborhood and the person. When they walk in, I kind of get a read for them. Um, I, I do a lot of giveaways. So I'll have a lender donate a bottle of wine or gift certificate or gift card. Um, and I would say, hey, go ahead and, and leave your contact information. We're giving away this you know, $150 bottle of cab. It's really nice. You know, so something that they're going to want to win. Mm -hmm. And the secret to that is everyone's a winner, right? So everyone's going to win that. Or, you know, if you've connected with someone really, really good and you know that 
they're going to end up buying, they're going to be a winner, right? So I might have two or three winners at the open house because I'm going to, I'm going to call them up after and I'm going to say, Hey, congratulations. You were randomly selected as the winner. Um, can I come by tonight and talk to you? And people are like, wow, really? I won. I never win anything. Yeah, you can come on by. And then I come on by with a bottle of wine and a buyer consultation packet. So it was, it was, it was like, I hate to say this is like stealing candy from kids. It was just so simple. I mean, it's not easy because it's hard work, right? But it was just so simple. So that's a great idea. So, so if they had an agent, would you still go to have them win or no? You know, I was, I'm, I'm a big fan of my partners in this industry. So I never try to, you know, swoop clients from other real estate agents, but I do give them information. And I find a lot of times um, if they're not happy with their agent that, you know, they are willing to go with someone that knows a little bit more. And on the flip side, you know, I'm sure that there's been lots of buyers that I've lost out on that, you know, maybe it was just a personality conflict with me that have went with other agents. That's so true though. It's like, you can always, the more you give information, the more knowledgeable you are, the more you help people. It's amazing how many agents just don't take their, their job seriously. They're not educating their clients. They're not giving them support and advice. And if they're at an open house without their agent, that's usually a, a kind of a red flag in a lot of cases that maybe their agent isn't taking the best care of them. So, so you, so $150 bottle line. So you're giving away three $150 bottles of wine on a, on any given Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be that big. It could be a $50 gift card. It kind of depends on the demographic, right? If I'm sitting in a million dollar listing and I'm, you know, buyers are coming through pre-approved at a million dollars, that $150 bottle of wine makes sense for me. If I'm sitting at a $400,000 home, you know, maybe that $25 gift card um, to wherever. So you just kind of have to pick and choose, but it, it's, it's something that it's got to be something that's going to entice people to want to sign in and leave verifiable information. That's a great strategy. I love that strategy. Okay. So what else? Are there any other strategies like that that you utilize to get their information? Yeah, I went, um, I went paperless as well. So people would come in and I don't know why people are obsessed with the flyers. They're like, do you have a flyer? Yeah. I'm like, what are you going to do with it? You're not even going to look at it. Right. Like, I can hand out flyers and it'd probably be the wrong property address and they would still be like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, people are obsessed with those flyers. So I went paperless and I told, um, anybody that came through, Hey, I'm actually trying to go green and paperless. We, um, have a new initiative. So I actually can text it to you right here and right now. What's your phone number? And everybody has their smartphone on them, right? Like we get like anxiety if we don't have it. So everybody's always like, Oh, okay. And it's so, it's so new and unique that they rarely even had an objection because they were like, Oh, okay. And right then and there, they would give me their, um, their phone number. And so I could text them the paperless flyer. That's a great strategy. You're just a little smarty, Nicole. I love it. Okay. So <laughs> bribing them with gifts, which all, we all have gifts, texting the, um, the flyer. Awesome. So that right there, then that night you'd go to their house, Get, you know, bring your buyer consultation packet. What did you have in your buyer consultation packet? So I actually have um, two things. I do a buyer survival kit. So it's a little gift bag and it's got like a stress ball in it and um, a couple other like, like band-aids for, it says like got a little rhyme. It's like for all the bumps and bruises. Um, so again, another gift. I think people love gifts, like anything that you can leave behind that has your branding on it. And, and you know, I've evolved over the years now too. Uh, everything in my Consult, uh, my buyer consultation kit and buyer survival kit is branded to me. So like this band, these band-aid, um, these band-aids that is a band-aid holder, like it's branded to me. And what mom, any moms out there, like, you know, you want some band-aids in your purse and you know, they get all nasty and crinkled. We um, invested in these little um, sleeves that you can put your band-aids in. And I can guarantee you that my level up branding is in like a ton of mom purses right now, right? And every time they're, they need a band-aid, like I'm, I'm right there front and center, right? 
So I bring that and then I bring the home buyer journal, which is um, a journal that we give to all buyers to um, document their journey of the home buying process. First time home buyers love that. Um, it's a little bit of a nostalgic thing as well as helps me, you know, decide what they like and more importantly, don't like. Um, and then I bring my buyer consultation book, which talks about the steps of escrow process. Great. Okay. So, I mean, you're really treating your business like a business. I think that a lot of times agents are afraid to spend the money before they're making it. And they, they just, they're not, they're not really treating their business. Like it's, you got to invest in your business. And I can see that you've invested in your business really, really early on. And wow, just those, those things, I mean, 10 X your business from, from year one in a new city where nobody knew you with no sphere of influence. So it's definitely doable. Were most of your list, your, your transactions, the first year buyers? Yeah, they were first-time buyers. Um, I started my business as a buyer business, and then I shifted, I would say, in like 2016 to more of a listing-driven business. Um, it just like seemed to, overnight, I woke up and I had like 18 listings, and I was like, hey, how did that happen? <laughs> um, now I carry on the average of about 50 listings at a time. So big shift to listings, and I actually now have a buyer, buyer team. So I've got four full-time buyers agents and a sales manager for that. So how many, much business are you doing now? So it's been, you're in your fifth year, started with nine, year one. Now, how big is your team? How many agents do you have working for you? And how much are you guys closing? So I have four buyer's agents on my team. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, I, I'm, I'm my own broker. So I have a brokerage as well where there's some autonomous independent agents that just do business under our brand. And then I have a sales manager on my team. Um, so that's four buyer's agent sales manager, and then an operations manager that's just our team. Um, and to give you an idea of the volume that we do um, year to date right now, we're at 161 transactions for about 60 million in volume. That's awesome the, because you're, the area that you're in, and that, that's doing great. So you're just the only listing specialist and no other listing specialist, just you. Right. Just exactly. you, we're buyer's agents. Gotcha. And okay, so you're you're crushing it. So we are in is it is now almost the end of September, um, and you have closed already 160 transactions. Man, what a ride from year one. How did you make that shift, do you think? You said you just kind of woke up, but there had to have been a sort of a strategy. How did you make the shift from buyer's agent to seller's agent? So I took, a, I took my first listing. I remember being really nervous because I didn't want to mess up, right? Like it's, it's such a different job. It really is. And, and people assume, oh gosh, you're so lucky. You carry all these listings. It must be so easy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, first of all, listings cost us money up front, right? So right off the bat, we're spending money and we don't know if we're going to recapture that. And, and listings are hard. I, I honestly would rather have five buyers than one listing, um, you know, but I have actually found that I'm really, really good at listing and marketing and selling homes. So it's my niche. Um, I, I at first kind of fell into it by getting a couple of listings. And like I said, I didn't want to mess up. So I, I Googled, like, how do you, how do you sell a home? And then I looked at like top 10 agents in the world, top 10 agents in the United States. And I saw what they were doing. So right off the bat, like my very first listing, I was like, Ooh, I got to get professional photography. I was like, what? It's $150, which by the way, that was like the cheapest one I could find. Um, <laughs> now we pay upward of like five or $600 for just a basic photo shoot for our clients. Um, you know, and then I'm Googling, like, how, how do you market a home? How do you, how do you become top in the search engines? How do you, you know, become Zillow elite? You know, how do you, all of these things, right? And so I started playing around and, and testing, like, if I put a property on here and I pay for this resource, you know, what does that get me? How many more leads are we capturing? What is our lead flow? Like, how many fine calls are we getting? And I'm really big about tracking, right? Like, 
because you don't know what works until you're able to actually document it, test it over and over and make sure it didn't just like work one time and you got lucky. Yes. So I actually became like an expert in listing. And so now I list more homes than anyone in our county, number one listing agent, um, 2017, 18, and now we'll be in 19. And I think it's just because I, I did it like anything else. Like I, I looked for the strategy behind how to be the best and I made it my mission to be the best. And I wanted to be the best because I just, I really didn't want to disappoint my clients. Right? Like I didn't want, like I didn't want to mess up for them. So I wanted to make sure that I did a really good job for them. And I think that focus, always focusing on that, you'll always come out ahead. And you know, it's, I love how you were saying that, you know, you want, you didn't, you wanted to do a good job. You didn't want to mess up. So you researched how to be the best marketer, how to use, utilize SEO, how to become, you know, number one on Zillow. And, and that's really what it takes. It takes caring enough about your business to do what everyone else is not willing to do. And most people are not willing to go, number one, to educate themselves, to learn, to be innovative and to be different. And that's truly what, what it takes. It, you remind me of, there was a, my, my best year in the business, I did 169 deals and I was doing REOs back then. And all of a sudden one day the year, the, the market crashed. I mean, I went from selling 169 homes, working with like 10 to 12 different asset management companies and banks to them all saying, Hey, the market's getting better. We have nothing. So I closed 12 deals that year. I did exactly what you did. I, I was like, how do I make sure that I am, people know me now? And so I went and I took a bunch of classes and learned SEO and learned how to utilize Facebook and video marketing and just became like the digital marketing queen in our area. And I, and I made myself a promise that every house that I listed, I was going to treat as if it was a million dollar home. And they were only $150,000, $250,000 at that time. And I was still doing drone photography, professional videography, but you know, uh, digital marketing, all of it. And within a year I was back up to over a hundred deals. So, and it's, it's because people take notice. They notice when you're doing what everyone else isn't. So you've got to treat your business like a business and you've got to spend money to make your clients more money because it inevitably will end up making you more. Absolutely. Yeah, you you do treat your business like a business. It's very obvious that you are committed to to excellence. So the number one listing agent in your county, um, in just a, such of a short time frame, people that are listening to you right now, Nicole, and they're thinking, well, you know, Nicole's special, and that can't be me. What would your advice be to them? I would say that I thought the same thing in 2014. You know, I I did a complete career shift. I was a very I was very successful in my previous career as well, and I kind of you know, pulled the rug out from my own feet. I was stressed. I was pregnant. Um, my husband and I moved away where I was doing a two hour commute. I said, I can't do this anymore. It was a complete career change for me. And I thought, you know, as long as I can pay the mortgage like that, then I'll be okay. Right. That was my goal. I wanted to be able to pay our mortgage and not, you know, not disappoint my family and make a decent living and spend some time with my kids, you know, and that seemed doable. Right knowing the numbers. Now, you know, I'm a million dollar GCI producer. We did 330 transactions. I've got a huge team, two offices. And I had that own, my own self doubt, you know, four and a half years ago, like I doubted myself and everyone always says to me, Nicole, God, you're so confident. Like you just go into listings. You know, I, I let people shout at me. You just go in there and you're just so confident. You know, where did you get that confidence from? And I you know, I think it's two things. First of all, like we keep talking about it. Knowledge is power. Like you just have to keep educating yourself, especially in a shifting market like this. We've got to find out like what the next thing for our clients are. Right. And then you have to care about your clients. I talked about, I didn't want to disappoint my clients and you know, it goes back to the saying, I'm sure everyone's heard it. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And my focus is always on my clients, and it has always worked out for me, you know, making sure 
that I'm, I'm not chasing the commission, I'm not chasing the paycheck, I'm not worried about where my next check's gonna come from because I'm focused on making sure that I do the right thing. People before things and the things will just come. It, it's so true. Yeah. If you take care of people, the, the things just come so naturally. And I think that, you know, a lot of agents are, are struggling. A lot of lenders are struggling. They're just chasing every deal. So sometimes they might make decisions that really aren't the best for their clients because they just, they need the paycheck more than the person needs to sell the house or, or, or sell the loan, right? So being client-centric has definitely paid, paid off for you, which you can tell. Definitely. Yeah. So what else? What else would you, what else would you advise? I mean, if, if, you know, coming on here, I'm sure you were knowing what you wanted to say. What were the things that you wanted to make sure that the bullet points that you hit home on? And I want to thank you too, for being so having such an abundance mindset and really truly sharing, you know, your strategies and your tips and your tricks, because, you know, obviously, you know, it'll come back tenfold. Yeah. I love sharing. I love sharing and I love elevating the business. And, you know, that's one of my missions now. I, I'm, I'm actually heading out to the California Association of Realtors event tomorrow to speak for them. And part of, part of what we talk about, you know, behind closed doors at CAR and NAR is how can we really elevate this business, you know, for the consumers. And, you know, I just, the people that are listening, I just want everybody to know how serious this industry should be taken and how serious your job is. I mean, you, a lot of times the confidence that sellers put in you to sell their largest asset, you know, for whatever reason that they're moving on to that next chapter, whether it's retirement, downsizing, upsizing, right sizing, whatever it is, growing family, like they literally are trusting you to, to help guide them through the biggest decision of their life. And I mean, I feel like that's not to be taken lightly. So we should really invest in ourselves and in our business from an education standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, and just continue to grow because this industry is growing in a lot of different ways. And I, I want to make sure as a personal mission that we grow the right direction. Yes. So what, talking about education, I, I believe education is absolutely um, the most important part of, of any business, quite honestly. What type of education have you done? Can you kind of give us some, some clues and tips on that? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power for sure. So I hold my GRI, which I, I believe before any agent should do a real estate transaction, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? Like obviously I did 109 transactions my first year before I got my GRI, but I think that everyone should take the GRI. It's, it's, it's amazing how much stuff that I learned about the real estate business and, and, and different parts that I didn't even know existed commercial and investing and 1031 exchanges and things that, you know, I didn't realize happened, you know, happened in our industry. And now I'm, you know, I can speak to them. Um, so I did the GRI, which I think everyone should do at some point in their career. Um, I'm also CRS, which is a uh, council rules specialist. And then I got my SRS, which is a seller representative specialist. Um, and then I actually give back. So I went and I got my certified probate real estate specialist certificate so that I could do some pro bono um, probates as well. So I do probate sales, but I do them for people who can't afford the attorney. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, but attorney fees for probates are not regulated. So they can charge excessive fees and most attorneys do. So for people who can't afford the probate process, and maybe weren't educated enough to have a trust, um, I'll do those pro bono as well. So I got my uh, probate certification. That's awesome. I know I have my GRI and my CRS too. Those are the, I think they're the two first credentials I ever got. Like they're the, I think they're the best. Yeah. I well, they're hard the best. To get because like the GRI takes forever. You have, to, you have to have a certain amount of business you have to have done and in the industry for a certain amount of time and they take a lot of time. Um, yes. You're very good. Also another great credential is your MCNE, your master certified negotiation expert training. It's a really, really good one as well. Um, I know I've got like about like almost every credential you can 
And people used to always say, why do you have so many credentials? And I'd say, because I want to make sure I'm, I can represent you well. And, and I, they've, they've told me in the past, Krista, we came to you just because you had so many things after your name. And I'm like, okay, good. Well, yeah. I'm sure you've heard that a lot, right? People appreciate that. People do. Yeah. They know that you're investing in, in your education to help them. Right. And I think that they value that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important that you talk so much about how important education is. And, and as real estate agents and lenders, at times we forget that we truly are dealing with someone's most important asset and we have to take it serious. You know, in California, a manicurist has to have more education than we do as real estate agent professionals. And that to me is just really, really sad. And I'm sure you, just as I have experienced what that means on the other end of a transaction. I mean, I've seen some things where I'm like, whoa, you, you can't do that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're, you're going to hurt your client right now. <laughs> and it's true. And they just, they, they don't know. And I, I, it's always amazing to me that their response is, why not? You know, when you say, whoa, you can't do that. They're like, why not? Like they, their broker isn't even active enough to say, hey, let me hand, hold your hand through this transaction. I know it's only your second transaction. So they're, they're, they're not, there's not oversight, you know, at the broker level either. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. So any, so your advice I think is obviously to educate yourself, love your clients. What else? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to put a plug in here for the associations, but pay your dues, you know, become a realtor. Don't just be an agent, be a realtor, subscribe to the code of ethics and believe in them and, you know, abide by them. Um, another thing that I think, I think that our dues are too low. I mean, everybody's probably like, what, who is this chick? Like she wants us to pay more in dues, but I think that, you know, we should, we should be paying a lot more in dues to be doing what we're doing. And the, um, the threshold, the barrier for entry, you know, from not only an education, but a financial perspective is, is a little bit lower than I would like to see. So pay your dues and support your associations because they do more for us than you realize behind closed doors. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I wish that it made it harder to get into the industry because I think that, I mean, we're, we're paid, we make more money than most doctors, attorneys, and lawyers. I mean, I know you do. I know I did. I mean, when you're doing well in this, in this industry, you're making more money than pretty much about 99% of the population. Take it seriously. They need to make it harder to get in. I feel like you should have to have sold a certain amount of homes every single year. You should have to have a certain amount of education level because it, you, we're just dealing with, we're paid so much money. I mean, we are paid so much money and some people are thinking, well, I don't make that much money. Well, let me tell you, it's all relative. And as a real estate agent, you're making more money than just about any other professional if you do it correctly and, and you do it well. And it's uncapped, right? Like that's one thing. Like if you're a doctor, you can, you'll only ever make so much, right? Unless you, you, you go invest in something else most of the time, real estate. Um, but our, our income potential is completely uncapped. You know, you could do 29 deals a year or you could do 290 deals a year. And it's just all about like how much energy and effort you're willing to put into it. What type of systems are you using to keep you organized? I mean, you know, having a team, I know it, it gets a little bit more, things can be missed more because it isn't just you. And so how have you adjusted that way? I'm huge on systems. So I always, you know, I, I, I preach to my team, you know, let the systems run you, you know, their systems are in place for a reason. So we use a CRM and I tell our agents, like, don't use your brain, use the CRM. The CRM is your brain. CRM is your brain. Um, Yep. So we use Commissions Inc. And I've been on that platform for three years now. And I really like it. It's pretty robust from a sales perspective. So it's more than just a CRM. It's a conversion tool as well. Um, pretty, pretty, a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of bells and whistles with that. I would say that everybody needs a CRM. And a CRM can be as simple as a spreadsheet. 
but everyone should be tracking what they're doing and tracking, you know, not only buyers, phone numbers, emails, birth dates, things like that, but they should be tracking who they're talking to on a regular basis, um, who they, who they need to follow up with, have a follow-up system, how many calls you're making a day, how many people you're meeting a day, how many new people you're adding to your database, all of the things that are going to make you money. You know, I always talk about the 90 day cycle. So what you're doing today, you're going to get paid for in 90 days. And you're not going to be able to have a predictable business unless you're able to look back and say, okay, here's what I was doing 90 days ago. I had a killer month in July. What was I literally doing 90 days ago to have this killer month? Because it didn't just happen overnight. What you, so get tracked, what you track grows. It's so true. You've got to be able to track your progress and know where you're at. It's, total, it's definitely a 90 day cycle. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have been amazing. I appreciate your time. I always ask everyone um, their number one tip that they would give. Like if there's just one thing you told people that they have to absolutely do to see success in their business and their life, what would that be? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I think we all need a lot of sleep. <laughs> I think we deprive ourselves of sleep sometimes. Um, but I would say investing in yourself, whether that's, you know, we talked a lot about education. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but also, you know, your, your, your health, your happiness, you know, being mindful, you know, your, yourself as a whole, just re you know, reinvest constantly in who you are and make sure that you're happy doing what you're doing and you're healthy and the people around you are the right people. I love it. And thank you so much, Nicole, for being on here. You are just a powerhouse and I mean, very, very honored to have you here. I know you're busy and the fact that you're doing so much business and still took the time to be um, here with me, I just want to say thank you. And it's so nice to get to meet you. And we're close. Nicole is only like 45 minutes from me. So she's like in, yeah. you know, she's like in my, in my area. So it's nice to see. And I'm, I'm so happy to see you being so successful. Five years, everyone. You know, this year, 160 deals already. and It's not even October yet. She's done up to 360 in a year, Nicole. Uh, 330 last year was our biggest year. 330 from from nine to five years, four years later, 330. So if Nicole can do it, you can too. But as you can see, go back and re-listen to this, re-watch this, and understand there are certain common threads that she is doing. She's working. She's treating her business like a business. She's investing in her clients. She's investing in herself. She takes education very, very seriously, and she just goes for it. Out of the box thinking, I love the, the strategies and tips that you gave on how to actually get buyers to give you their information. Any strategies for sellers that you can recommend that, you know, getting sellers? You know, it's, for me, it's been more signs in the ground, give you more signs in the ground, which I know is one of people would hate hearing that because I remember when I first started, like how, you know, I'd ask senior agents, how do you get your business? And they were referral based. And I'm like, well, what if you don't have referrals? Um, but it's, it's twofold. You can market all day long, but if you don't have a brand out there, people aren't going to trust you to sell their largest asset. So you have to, have, you have to brand yourself. You have to brand yourself as an expert. You have to brand yourself as the go-to person and you have to make sure that they trust you and trust is huge when when you're signing sellers up to list their, you know, biggest asset. Yeah. And, and people are expecting more and they should, like they're expecting more. You know, it's funny. Um, in my area, you know, I've been doing professional videography and photography drone, like the, like the whole yard, nine yards forever. And it's taken people like seven, eight years to finally figure out you've got to do that. But now everyone's doing it right. Because it's now okay. a standard, which it should be. It should be a standard. That should always just be a given when listing, 
Um, and, and also when you market your properties that way, you're inadvertently marketing yourself. You're showing everyone, this is how I do business. You want to hire me because I'm different. So now we're going to think about how we can continue to be different as the rest of the market is finally caught up. <laughs> yes. Don't, do not take cell phone pictures. I don't care if you have the fanciest new iPhone ever. And I will call you if I see, a, if I see you in the hiding in the corner yes. in, in a mirror, I will call you. I have called so many agents and I said, take that picture out right now. I, you are doing an injustice to your seller. Yeah. Said, Go hire a professional photography for here's the cheapest one that I know. Call them now. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you for being such an inspiration and for giving back to everyone here. Everyone. Now listen, it's easy to listen and learn, but if you don't implement and take what you're learning and put it into action, you're going to still be in the same place three months, six months, and a year from now. So be sure to take action. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Everyone, time to get fired up. Make it a great day. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit the ultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and be sure to check out kristamayshore.com slash podcast for free downloads and resources. Can't wait to see you next time.